And uh, we're glad today, since in our pastor's absence, um, to have uh, Daryl Nichols with us to preach. I trust you'll be praying for him as he brings to us God's word. Daryl. All right, good morning to you folks. God bless you. It's good to be here. I hate it that the reason I'm here is because your pastor's sick. That's not cool. Uh, but he texted me about 6 o'clock this morning and said, I know it's late. I go, sir, it is early. It is not late. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I graciously agreed. I was glad to do it uh, uh, again. Just continue to pray for your pastor. I know you're doing that, and we're thankful for that. Uh, this is not our first time. My wife, Kathy, is back here. This is not our first time here. Uh, it is our first time on a Sunday morning. Um, and uh, up until just recently, I was pastoring Antioch Church here in town, and I uh, retired from that. Um, I am 70 years old. I appreciate what you just did. Because <laughs> you go, oh. and I appreciate that. That, was, that made me feel good. Oh, anyway, uh, so I'm glad to be here, and uh, I'm glad that my wife and I can be here. And uh, God bless you folks. This is a good church. Uh, we've been here before other times. Uh, I'm a good friend of your pastor. Uh, we've had meals together and, and talking and so forth, and I've known him for several years. Uh, we just haven't been able to do much ministry together. So, and we're still not, because he's in home and bed. But anyway, um, but we're glad to be here. We're glad you folks are with us also. Thank you for coming, and God bless you. I trust that this morning will be uh, helpful to you as well. I ask some of the helpers here, uh, Brother Kyle and others, I ask, uh, when does uh, Pastor Tim get finished with the message on Sundays? What time do you get out? And uh, they told me 1.30. Is that correct? <laughs> Okay, I guess it's not. No, no, he, he told me noon. And I said, well, how long does he normally preach? Because I, I want to try to make it as easy as possible on everybody. And uh, he, he said, uh, usually it's about 45 minutes. And uh, so I don't, God is my helper. I will not, I will not go that long. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. And uh, anyway, so if you have your Bibles, if you would, please turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 this morning. <clears throat> I'm going to read a passage of scripture to you, and then we're going to have a quick word of prayer, and then we'll get right into the message, okay? So if you'll look, please, in Luke chapter 19, we'll begin, please, in verse 1. Just follow along as I read out loud. Uh, we'll be reading verses 1 through 10, okay? Here we go. Luke chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. He entered, and he, there is Jesus, he entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see. He was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He was gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, 
And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, for he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save the lost. Bow with me, please, in prayer. Our Father, we come to you this morning with humble hearts, asking you to do with this message and with this service exactly what you intend to do. We give it to you in advance, asking you to do as, as you will. We thank you for the privilege. We thank you for the honor that is ours anytime we can open the word and share it with good friends. And we ask you, Lord, to bless us here now as we do that. Lord, I ask for your grace. I ask for your help. I pray, Lord, that you'll cleanse me of sin. I pray that you'll empty me of self. I pray, Lord, that you'll fill me with your spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you will defeat the work of Satan in our midst. We thank you, dear God, for who you are and what you do. And thank you that you are with us right now. And we pray, Lord, that you'll help us to get something from your word that we can take with us as we walk out these doors in a few moments. Bless now, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I'm going to your house today. How many of you sang that song when you were a kid? Okay, almost everybody. How many of this is the first time you've ever heard that song? Okay, just one or two? Okay, all right, good. That way we won't have to sing it. Yay. All right, so, but this story, and the song I just read the words to, or, or quoted the words to, is in Luke chapter 19. It's a story of Zacchaeus. It really happened. Someone said, oh, that's a parable. It's not a parable. There was a man named Zacchaeus, just like there was a person named Jesus Christ in this story. And so as we read this passage, I want you to see some things that we can lift from it that will help us today. So Jesus, here's the story. Jesus is, has come to Jericho, a, a city and town in that time. And he's walking through the town. And as you know, if you, if you read the New Testament at all, whenever Jesus went anywhere, he almost always had a crowd around him. Sometimes the crowd was 12 people. Sometimes the crowd were dozens or even hundreds. Uh, in one case, it was 5,000. In another case, it was 4,000. Everywhere Jesus went, he had a crowd with him. That was true today, too, in our passage as we were just read, reading it. So, Jesus is coming through Jericho, the crowd is gathered, and in that crowd is a man by the name of Zacchaeus. I may call him Zach before the morning's over, but that's, that would be his name, we would probably call him that today, uh, but Zacchaeus, being a Greek name, he was called Zacchaeus. But there's five things in this passage we just read about Zacchaeus. If you know these five things, you know everything there is to know from the Bible about Zacchaeus. Right, they're all listed right here in verses 2 and 3. The first thing I want you to see about Zacchaeus is he was a tax collector. 
He worked for the IRS, the Israel Revenue Service. And that was his job. His job, now they didn't, didn't have mail delivery and all that stuff necessarily, but they did have a time when people would come to a booth set up by a tax collector and would collect the money. Many tax collectors were not honest in that day. They all worked for the Roman government. And, and, and Zacchaeus was a Jew, so anybody who worked for the Roman government was a traitor to the, to the country of the Jewish nation. And so here's the point about this. As a tax collector, Zacchaeus was not well-liked. As a matter of fact, it would be true, it would be scriptural to say that Zacchaeus was hated. Nobody liked a tax collector. Kind of true today, too, isn't it? Kind of, any tax collectors here? I hope not. Um, but that's, that's true. So, so people did not like tax collectors because they often stole from them and robbed them. And so that was one thing. Here's another thing about Zacchaeus. He was chief. The Bible says that in verse 2. He was a chief tax collector. Now, what's that mean? Well, that means he was in charge of whatever business they had going on there for the tax collecting, which means he was probably over other tax collectors. He was the chief tax collector. So he was the most successful, perhaps, or perhaps it meant that he was the most well-known, or perhaps it meant just as we would think, he was chief. He was the boss. He told others what to do and how to do it. Again, that was Zacchaeus. Here's another thing about Zacchaeus, also in these verses. Zacchaeus was rich. He could have anything he wanted. He lacked for nothing. Zacchaeus was a rich man. That's another factor. To be honest, if, if in, our, in our day and time, if he wanted a Corvette, he could go get one. I don't know what they had back then. It was like a, a donkey yet. I don't know what it was, but they, but they, they went. They ha he had whatever he wanted to have. He was a rich man, and the Bible took pains to tell us that very clearly. He was a rich man, all right? Here's, here's another thing. He was little of stature. I like that one. That one I can identify with, okay? Uh, I'm not 6'5". God chose to make me the size I am. He chose you to make you the size you are. And uh, that's okay. It doesn't matter because we're all different in that sense. But Zacchaeus was short. That's a blunt word for it. He was short. Zacchaeus had trouble. And we're going to see this. Zacchaeus had trouble in a crowd being able to see in front of him. Have you ever been to a ball game or, or some, some stadium or somewhere and the people in front of you were bigger and taller than you. And, then they, and those, those same people always wanted to stand. You know, so I, I have missed many a ball game because of my shortness. But here, here's the point. Zacchaeus, the Bible says this, Zacchaeus was short. Zacchaeus was little of stature, as it says. And here's the fifth thing, and I think perhaps the most important thing about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. 
He sought to see Jesus. It was one of his goals to see Jesus. And, and we find here in this passage that there, there's a crowd has gathered. It's, it's called a press in some versions. A crowd had gathered around to see, to see Jesus. Now, perhaps Jesus was teaching them. Perhaps he was healing people. Perhaps he was answering questions. He did all those things in his ministry. And so as the group gathered around him, and, and they, as they crunched, the Bible calls it a press, like it's just it's a crowd, Zacchaeus, being short, couldn't see. And he wanted to see Jesus too. The Bible tells us that he sought to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. We don't know why. Perhaps it was curiosity. Perhaps he just had a question of his own. We don't know. The point here is that he wanted to see Jesus. And the Bible says, and it tells us very plainly, he could not see Jesus because of the people around Jesus. And Zacchaeus was short. Zacchaeus was not able to see the one he wanted to see. Can you imagine? Can you picture him? He's standing behind a bunch of tall people. I got nothing against tall people at all. I thank God for them. <coughs> Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. Can you, can you, can you picture? He's like... Couldn't see him. Looking for him, couldn't see him. Knew where he was, but couldn't see him. It was a dilemma. Because Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, I tend to think that he, was, he had some intelligence to him. He's a boss of a business. He has some intelligence to him. He, ha he has some, some know-how, some wisdom. And so Zacchaeus, the Bible says here that Zacchaeus, and, and I'm, I'm reading portion of verse 4, says, he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus. See, he couldn't see because of the crowd, because of the tall people in front of him, right? So, so what did he do? Well, he, he couldn't see, but he looks down, he looks where Jesus is going, because Jesus is coming down this path, coming down this road, and back in that day, they didn't have interstate highways, they had, they had lanes, or they had dirt roads, or cobblestones sometimes, and so the, the, he could see where Jesus was going, he could see where Jesus was headed, and he looked down the way, and he saw a sycamore tree growing right near the road, and he could look, he could see it was a pretty good sized tree. Had, had some heavy branches on it. He thought, you know what? I'll take care of this. I want to see Jesus. This is, I can't do it here. So the Bible says that he ran, in verse 4, the Bible says he ran ahead where Jesus was going to go, and he climbed up into the sycamore tree. I can see him up there hanging on a limb, pulls himself up, and now he's sitting on the limb, and he's up among the tree, the leaves, all right? So he's, he's hiding Jesus can't see him, but he can see Jesus. At least that was his plan. And he, his idea was that Jesus is going to walk by, and Zach is going to be up in that tree, and Jesus is going to keep going. Oh, God, I see him now. Okay, good. That was the plan. How many of you have ever made plans that didn't work out? It's not going to work out for Zacchaeus either, right? You know the story. So the Bible here says that Zacchaeus ran ahead, climbed up the tree, laying on the branch, waiting in the, among the leaves, waiting for Jesus to come by. That's the picture. Now, notice verse 5, because it's actually verse 5 is the text of, the, of this morning's message. 
verse 5. It says, and when Jesus came to the place. What place? The sycamore tree. That's what I was talking about. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Now, notice in this verse, and we're going to break this verse down a little bit, but Zacchaeus, in his attempt to get a better view of Jesus, is now up in a sycamore tree. And the Bible says when Jesus came to the place, and here's, the, here's where Zacchaeus' plan falls apart. Because Jesus is walking along with the crowd, and the crowd's gathered around him, and, Je- and Zacchaeus is up in the tree looking down on Jesus. And so Jesus is walking by the sycamore tree, Zacchaeus is up in the tree in the leaves, and Jesus stops right by the tree. And the Bible says he stopped when he came to the place. Look at verse 5. When he came to the place, he looked up and saw him. It was not the plan of Zacchaeus for Zacchaeus to be seen it was the plan of Zacchaeus to see Jesus. And Jesus messed up that plan. Jesus knew he was up there long before he came to the tree. But Jesus stops and looks up. Now, folks, Zacchaeus is about to learn four lessons. And I pray that all of us will be reminded of those lessons because all of them apply to us too. All of them apply to us this morning. Four lessons we can learn from Zacchaeus, four lessons for us to meditate on today and in the days to follow. Four things that Zacchaeus learned that day in the tree and and where he was was the perfect place to learn a lesson. Here's what Zacchaeus learned. The Bible says... He came to, Jesus came to the place and looked up and saw him. Now, look, that had to be an embarrassing moment, don't you think? Don't you think that would have been an embarrassing moment? Keep this in mind. These are townspeople gathered around Jesus. These people don't like tax collectors. And Zacchaeus is a tax collector by trade. So, now watch. When Jesus came to that tree... And he stopped and looked up. Let me ask you a question. When he looked up, what did the people do? Go ahead and talk out loud. What did the people do? They looked up too. Exactly right. So (laughs) Zacchaeus in the tree, Jesus walking by, looks up there and sees him. And so when they're looking, and all the people are gathered on Jesus, and Jesus is looking up. All the people, they want to see too. So, turn, you know, by the way, that works. Do you know that? I've done it. I've tried it. I encourage you to try it too. You're walking downtown or somewhere that has a, a, a building that's higher than one story, two stories, three stories, four stories, whatever you can find. Go to that place. I've done this in a mall. Go to a place that has two stories in it or more and just stand there and look up. People walking by will see you, and they'll be going, 
I'm telling you, it'll work. I've had people do it. I've done it. I've had people do it. And I'm just sitting there grinning, looking up, because I know they're all looking up. And I'm looking at nothing, and they're looking for something. It's, it's great. But anyway, I think that's kind of what happened. Now watch. Now put, put yourself in Zacchaeus' place. Zacchaeus' plan was to, to see Jesus, but not be seen. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops. He looks up, and he sees Zacchaeus, or he sees Zacchaeus, and all the people see what Jesus did, and they all look up too. That had to be embarrassing. What's, what's Zacchaeus going to do? And everybody looking up at him. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But then here's where Jesus teaches Zacchaeus some lessons. Here's the first lesson. I'll give them to you quickly. Number one. First lesson Zacchaeus learned that day in the tree. God watches over us constantly. Do you know God knows right where you are right now? Now think about that for a minute. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, knows exactly where you and I are right now. He's aware of where you are. Now none of us are in a tree right now, but Jesus knows where we are. Here's Zacchaeus up in the tree. His lesson was, uh-oh, he sees me. Uh-oh, he sees me. Remember, it wasn't Zacchaeus' idea for Jesus to see him. It was Zacchaeus' idea for Zacchaeus to see Jesus. That's not the way it works. Don't you hate it when God messes up your plans? What happened with Zacchaeus? He sees me. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. And then it goes on, beholding the evil and the good. Now that verse has two prongs to it. Because the Bible says that Jesus sees everything we do. He's very much aware of everything we do now. He, he's very much aware of where we are. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. When we do right, when we do well, when we're, watch, when we're not sinning, Jesus sees that. And he rewards us accordingly. And on the flip side, is also true. You know, when we do wrong, he sees that too. We forget that. Jesus sees everything we do. He's very much aware of where we are. He's very much aware of, of what we do. Now watch. When no one else knows, when no one else sees us, Jesus knows. Now, I'm not getting on anybody's case. I'm not judging anybody because what I just told you is true about me too. Jesus knows everything we do. He sees us all the time. He knows you're in church this morning, which is where you're supposed to be, by the way, on a Sunday morning. So he sees that, and he rejoices in that. 
He rejoices in the singing that we, that we did a while ago. He enjoys that. He, re, he enjoys it when we rejoice in him like we did, have, have been doing. He sees it all. Jesus saw Zacchaeus, and that's a lesson for all of us. God sees, watches over us constantly. Zacchaeus said, he sees me. It was Like I said, it was Zach's intention to see Jesus. But that's not what happened. Here's a second lesson that, that Zacchaeus learned that day in the tree. God knows us completely. Notice what the verse says. Notice what verse 5 says. When Jesus came to the place, basically he stopped right there. The Bible says he looked up and saw him. He sees me. And the second lesson Zacchaeus learned was the next thing Jesus said. He looks up and sees him, and he said to him, notice the verse 5, he said to him, Zacchaeus, called him by name. Do you know that Jesus can call you by name right now? He knows everything about you. He knows more about you than your spouse knows. He knows more about you than your kids know. He knows more about you than your parents know. But he knows about us. And the Bible here says, and I'll, I'll repeat it again, he says, God knows us completely. Everything about us. Zacchaeus in that tree, here's the second lesson Zacchaeus learned. Not only does he see me, he knows me. He knows me. He knows us completely. As far as we know, Jesus and Zacchaeus had never, ever met before. There's no record in the Bible where Jesus ever saw Zacchaeus before. And I think Zacchaeus probably had never seen Jesus before, which is why Zacchaeus was going to great pains to see Jesus. So that's, that's, where, he, that's where we find ourselves right now. He's learning, Zacchaeus is learning that Jesus sees, knows him and sees him. The Bible says in Psalm 139, verse 3, Lord, you are acquainted with all my ways. What a statement by the psalmist. Here's the psalmist, by the way, it was David. David's praying in Psalm 139. And he said, Lord, you are acquainted with all my ways. Lord, you know me. You know me inside and out. You know my personality traits. You know my idiosyncrasies. You, you know who I am. You know all about me. And he goes on in his prayer, but he's acknowledging, David is, that God knows him. And here, Zacchaeus in that tree learns that Jesus knows Zacchaeus. Knows him. Inside and out. Knew all about him. So, God watches over us constantly. God knows us completely. Here's the third lesson that Zacchaeus learned that day. God wants us continuously. God wants us continuously. 
Notice what it says in verse 5. The Bible says, When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and what? Come down. You don't have to be up there, Zacchaeus. You don't have to stay up there, Zacchaeus. You come down. I see you up there. I know who you are. You come down. He wanted him. Just like he wants you and I. He, he wants us, now watch this, he wants us continuously all the time. He doesn't just want us, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday morning. He wants us on Tuesday afternoon, too. He wants us on Thursday night. He wants us on Saturday midday. He wants us continuously. He said to Zacchaeus, I see you, I know you, I want you. Come down. So what did he want him for? You ever thought about that? What did Jesus want Zacchaeus for? Whatever it is, it's the same reason he wants us. Here's what I think. I think he wanted Zacchaeus to come down because he wanted Zacchaeus for salvation. See, I don't believe Zacchaeus in that tree was saved. I don't believe that Zacchaeus, as he was trying to get through the crowd and look over people's shoulders and see, try to find Jesus, I, he, I don't believe he was saved. And the, I think the scriptures show us that in this passage we read. At that point, Zacchaeus up in that tree was not one of God's people. He wasn't a child of God yet. He was in the tree. Jesus knew it. And the Bible tells us in verse 10, the passage we just read, in verse 10 it says, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. You know what? That's what Jesus was doing right there at the base of that sycamore tree. Zacchaeus, I see you, man. And I know you. And I want you. Come down. Come down. Is there anybody here who now realizes perhaps that Jesus wants you for salvation? And even though you come to this church all the time, you may even be a member of this church, but you've never trusted Jesus Christ, you're no better than Zacchaeus up in the tree. He wants you for salvation. He wants you for, to be saved. <clears throat> I was saved when I was 10 years old. I was in vacation Bible school, 10 years old. My parents said that I had been saved when I was six, but now listen carefully. I didn't remember that. I don't remember being saved at six. But they said I had been saved. And I, th that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to know myself. I wanted to know in my own mind, in my own heart, that I had trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. So as a vacation Bible school, 10-year-old boy, the lesson that day was taught. I listened to it, and I got convicted in my own heart. And I didn't know the terminology then as a 10-year-old, but I got convicted in my heart. You know what? You're not sure you're saved. Maybe you are. Maybe you were saved when you were six, but you don't know that right now. 
at 10. You're not sure right now. Why do you want to take a chance on that? When Jesus is saying, come down, come to me. Here I am, come to me. Jesus saw him, knew him, wanted him. Jesus wants us to for salvation. Now, if, you, if you're not sure about your salvation, you can get that taken care of today. But here's another factor. Jesus, some of us have been saved. I gave you my testimony. Perhaps we could hear yours sometime, but here's the point. Everybody should have a salvation story about when they were saved. But look, there's more to it than that. After we're saved, do you know that's not enough? Now watch, that's enough to get you to heaven. Absolutely. Salvation is by grace. It is not by works. We don't work our way to heaven, ladies and gentlemen. I think your pastor's preached on that many times and showed you from Scripture about that. And I think most everybody here would agree with that. But here's the point. Salvation is one thing. That gets you to heaven by trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior and let him become your personal Savior. But there's another thing, too. Jesus did not just want Zacchaeus for Jesus wanted Zacchaeus for service. Did you hear me? Service. What are you doing in your life right now for God? I'm not asking you what you're doing for yourself, because we're real good at that. I'm real good at that. I'm sure you are too. But what are you doing in your life, with your life, for God. You say, well, how do you know he wants me for service? I'll tell you how. If you are a born-again believer in this room right now, he wants you for service. How do you know that, Pastor Darrell? I know that because you're still here. If we're not supposed to serve Jesus, and if that wasn't the intention of Jesus for our part of our salvation, not, not to get the salvation, but because we're saved, then every one of us, once we got saved, would be raptured right then. Because our purpose on earth would no longer apply. But we trusted Christ, and now, after trusting Christ, we're supposed to live our lives for Him. For service. God watches over us constantly, he sees me. God knows us completely. He knows me. God wants us continuously. He wants me. But here's number four. God loves us compassionately. Hear me? God loves us compassionately. Do we deserve God's love? Not on your life. We don't deserve it. We're sinners. All of us are sinners. We're either unbelieving sinners or we're saved sinners, but we're all sinners. There's nobody in this room, and I don't follow anybody around. I'm not stalking anybody, but, but there's nobody in this room that went through this last week between last Sunday and this Sunday and did not sin. Not a one of us. 
speaker included. We're all sinners. But here's a lesson that Zacchaeus learned in that tree that day. God loves us compassionately. Because why? Because Jesus stopped and looked up and said, I see you. Your name is Zacchaeus. I want you. You come down because I want to spend, now watch this, I want to spend the rest of the day with you. There was a whole crowd of people around him that he could have said that to, wasn't there? He could have said that to anybody in that crowd around him, watch, who hated tax collectors. But Jesus looked at the tax collector and said, I see you, and I know you, and I want you, and today I want to have supper with you, watch, at your house. What? You know, we don't do that, do we? After the service today, I will not come to any of you and say, hey, I'm going to come to your house today. We're going to have some supper. What are you having? See, we don't do that, right? What we do is we wait for invitations. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, why don't, why don't we go out to eat? Or why don't you come over to our house? We're going to have some nice meal, and you're welcome to come. That's the way normally it happens. That's not the way Jesus had, had, it, had it happen. Jesus went and said, you make haste and come down here, because today I'm going to abide at your house. You know what that told Zacchaeus? That told Zacchaeus that Jesus loved him. Because Jesus said that in front of a whole crowd of people who did not like him. Did not like Zacchaeus. And Jesus knew that they didn't like Zacchaeus. Jesus knew what Zacchaeus did for a living. But Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I see you, man, and I know you, and I want you. And I'll tell you something else, Zacchaeus. I love you. You come down and make haste about it. In other words, hey, hey, don't wait. You come down now. Make haste and come down. For today... I'm going to be with you and stay with you for supper. Those four lessons Zacchaeus learned, he sees me, he knows me, he wants me, and he loves me. Now let me ask you a question. At what point was Zacchaeus the most tempted to come down out of that tree? Was it because he got seen? Was it because he realized that Jesus knew who he was, knew his name? Was it because Jesus, he realized Jesus wanted him? Or was it because that Jesus identified himself with the man in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, I love you, man. You come down. Let's talk. And the Bible says, read it yourself, the Bible says in verse 6, the very next verse, the Bible says that Zacchaeus came down from that tree and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus got saved that day. What do you mean he got saved? I mean he trusted Christ. I mean he learned 
that somebody in town loved him. Somebody cared. Somebody wanted him. And somebody knew him and loved him anyway. Good four lessons for us to learn, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus sees all we do. He knows all we are. He wants all we have. Our heart, our life, our soul, our being, our time, our schedule, our calendar. He wants all of it. And he loves us, the Bible says, with an everlasting love. You can't put a price on that. He loves us with an everlasting love. For God so loved the world that he gave. He loves you this morning. Now let me ask you a question. What's your relationship to Christ this morning? Does he know, do you know him? We know he knows you. Do you know him? Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Now watch, you could be here, and I, I, I don't know anybody here. So I mean, I know very few people here. But, but here's what I do know. All of you are loved by Jesus Christ. And I don't care what your background is, what your disposition is, what your race, creed, or color is. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with Jesus Christ. Because he does see you. And he does know you. And he does want you. And he does love you. What are you going to do about it? It's time, perhaps, for some of you to come down out of that tree and say, you know what, I'm going to quit living for myself. I'm going to start living for God. I'm going to start living for Jesus. I'm not going to come to church because it's time to come to church. I'm going to come to church because I want to come to church. And I want to learn about Jesus. And I want to hear from the man of God who stands behind this sacred desk and preaches the Bible every single week. And I hope you're not one of these people that come to church and as you're walking out the door, mentally you check the box. Yep, I was here. How about doing more than being here? How about serving him? How about serving Christ, the one who died for us? Zacchaeus, what'd you learn that day? I learned a whole lot. I learned a whole lot. I learned that Jesus loves me. And I learned that Jesus knows me. And I learned that Jesus sees me. And I learned that Jesus wants me. I have said it so many times this morning on purpose so that you don't forget it, hopefully. Learn the four lessons of Zacchaeus. So you keep repeating that. You keep telling us all four of those points. You keep going over and over and over again. Why are you doing that? So you remember. Do it on purpose. So you'll remember that Jesus does in fact, and with this I close, Jesus does in fact see you. He does in fact know you. 
He does, in fact, want you for salvation and service. He does, in fact, love you. Father, thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, we don't deserve anything you give us. We don't deserve anything you allow us to have. And yet, in your love and your kindness and your goodness, you allow us to have things for which we are grateful. We ask you, Lord, to help us be better servants of you as we serve others around us in your name. Thank you again for these good people, and thank you for meeting with us today. We pray your blessings upon the remainder of this service as we close it out, and others close it out. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, folks.